That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo, and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well. Right. I don't say hello to you until we start recording now. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that little stutter so I know you hit the record button. There you go. Eating again. You got the raisins. This episode is once again brought to you by uh, Tone's Raisins. Organic raisins. Three kinds, too. Very nice. A mix. We got um, Sultana raisins. Something called Karina currants. And um, Sun Muscat. It's the difference between a muscat and a raisin. No idea. Oh. I've never heard of any of those. I know there's uh, green raisins from mm. green grapes and red raisins from red grapes. They're golden just... raisins, right? Golden, that's right, yeah. Wow. I think those are the green ones, right? I think. They're the golden ones. <laughs> okay, maybe they're from from, from yellow grapes. Yeah, that works. Welcome to uh, Grape Talk, everybody. Uh, Kyle's tweeting about Beetleborgs. Do you want to get in on that? No. Not at all. That's your jam, right? Mm-mm. You no. got a history with that show. Yeah. Well, that was the very first show I aired on television in Master Control at CHRO in Pembroke. And you must have been really proud. You must have been, uh, you know, telling everybody. It's like, right. hey, look. You see that on TV? I did that. Yeah, I, I, I would have much rather it had been in a, an episode of Seinfeld or something like that. But no, it was big, bad Beetleborgs. And did I ever tell you, I must have said, told this story before, but it's fun. It's for our, our new YouTube uh, listeners. Hmm. Well, they're um, the only ones we care about. Right. Um, we used to run big, bad Beetleborgs at 3 and at 3.30 we would air Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Go, go. And one day I accidentally ran, or maybe it was the other way around. Anyways, I ran Big Bad Beetleborgs instead of Power Rangers. And I didn't notice until we got to the end of the show and it wasn't timing out right. I'm like, oh, this is, this is the wrong show. So there you go. That's my Big Bad Beetleborgs story. What did that feel like, you know? Do you think uh, someone was going to kick the door in? Start screaming uh, at you? I, I, no, right, right away I'm like, how do I explain this? <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> Both of these shows are so dumb, they look alike, I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> and I didn't have... So the procedure in that uh, is what you're supposed to do is air the, air the show, like, at its proper time slot, right? So if it was supposed to air at 3.30, you accidentally aired it at 3, you got to air it again at 3.30 because that's the right thing to do. But this was the arc, the land before time. This was the arc, archaic time. And uh, I was coming out of the end of the show. If anyone knows those kids' shows, they put big, long segments at the start, like 10 minutes or 12 minutes. And then at the end, that's all the little short segments, right? where you cram all the commercials at the end because you already got the kid 
hooked in, he's going to stay to the end to watch the rest of the show. Okay. So because the segments were so short, I didn't have time to actually rewind the tape so I can play it again. So my only option was to play Power Rangers in that uh, time slot. So it was two shows that were screwed up. Uh, rewind the tape, huh? Yes. You weren't just, you weren't just clicking a button. No. And at, in those days, back in those days, uh, at this station I was working, it was everything was on tape. Every commercial you ran was on tape. So all, you had six machines beside you and a stopwatch. And you loaded up your six commercials, and you got your stopwatch ready. And when it was time for a commercial, you hit play. Then you hit your stop, stopwatch, and you had 13 seconds to get the tape out. Like, like once 13 seconds hit, it was something like you had to press play on the second machine. Second machine would run the show, the, its commercial. Then you could switch at the right time to the second machine. And then you had 13 seconds to take out that tape and put in the seventh, if you needed a seventh uh, commercial in the in the, the top machine. So, and then it would go through all the machines and, yeah. Wow, sounds like you were really working back then. It was. It was a job. It was a real job. <laughs> you had the pull tape, too. You'd come in for your shift and... You're, you had you worked an eight-hour shift, and the first two hours of your shift was uh, pulling tape. You had uh, the log, and you had to like pull all the commercials off the mm-hmm. shelves. And then, uh, you know, sometimes the commercials were playing earlier, so it'd be on another rack and all that. So you had to organize all that stuff. Plus, your shows were on tape. Very exciting times. What would happen if you had a, a busted tape, something that wouldn't run properly? You uh, would hope that you had time to fix it before it aired again. If not, um, that's it. You just couldn't air it if it was if it was that bad. If it was that badly mangled, you couldn't air it until you got another copy. Well, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, some commercials you got to air quite frequently, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. they would be susceptible to a little wear and tear, possibly breakage. Yeah, yeah, but that rarely ever happened. That's why you bought, uh, you know, professional grade tapes and that. You wouldn't buy just commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so generally, that's why those cost more. And we used um, three-quarter inch tape, which was, at the time, very reliable. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Getting the inside info. Yeah, on how television was done. Can't, can't <laughs> get that anywhere else. A long time ago. What was the best show you ever got to uh, air? And you walk in and they told you, hey, today you're playing this. And you're like, oh, all right, I get to watch this. Um, The most... <sighs> Well, I always look forward to Seinfeld reruns all the time. Um, but really, uh, I would say the most exciting show I ever did was the Super Bowl. Because every ad was um, a bajillion dollars. And, you know, it, at the time, everyone had to tune into our channel to watch the Super Bowl. You couldn't watch it anywhere else. So everyone in Canada was watching little old me switch from commercial to... The football. You were the star of the show. I was. I was it. You made yeah. the magic happen. Yeah, it was good times. And they was. Must it have was... been one of the more nerve-wracking experiences, though. No, I was. Yeah. I was calm because I knew what I was doing. It was, uh, you it were was... experienced by then. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, yeah. This was... wouldn't put a, a a new kid on with the uh, Super Bowl ads. No, but the, it was that they showed a lot of uh, faith in me and giving me that job because there was people that had been working there for, you know. A bajillion years, and they were like, "No, we don't want." They those wanted guys. to go home and watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, it was good. Um, but yeah, at that when I aired those two episodes wrong, I was really green. That was new, and I thought, oh man, that was I'm in such trouble. Um, but if that would happen to me now, I would know that those shows were just there was nothing but what we call remainders as commercials. Basically, uh, they sell ads during prime time. Mm-hmm. You you sell an ad in prime time for this much, and then they'll say, you know what? If you if you give us this much money to run this ad during prime time. We'll throw in a couple of extra airings of the commercial uh, during this show and this show and this show. So those are called remainders, and mm-hmm. they're not like they're a bonus for the customer. It's not a big deal if they don't air whatever. It's fine. It's all good. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have sweated it. But at the time, it was a little bit nerve wracking. Hmm. But yeah, by the time I did the Super Bowl, no problem. It was good. Old hat. Yep. That. Yep. Speaking of old hat, you guys are still playing Terraria over That's on the right. Quick Save Club. Yep. Big uh, update today, I believe there was. Huge, massive update. Uh, they changed hard mode, made it more hard. They took out some exploits, so it makes it more of a legit experience, I guess. I guess you guys are generating so much traffic with that game. They're like, well, I think we better, so. We better smoothen this out, you know? I think so. I think that's what got some of these bumps. Um, wait, I want to. I gotta plug something because uh, Sarka Sim over on the Caught Me Gaming uh, blog wrote a uh, post about uh, Terraria today. So you can check that out. Caught Me Gaming, WordPress.com. CC Prime playing Undertale. Did you write a blog about that? No. CC Portable playing Fire Emblem on the GBA. She write a blog about that? No, I don't think she would like that game. And the RF Gen playing Darksiders on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> write a blog about that. I think she would like that game. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's uh, like, a, it's um, an ARPG, if you will. AR? Right? It's, yeah, it's um, like um, Torchlight, Diablo. It's the first um, action it's... RPG. Yeah, ARPG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know all this technical lingo. Give it the lingo. They won't let me run Super Bowl commercials. I don't have all the inside info. Hey, that was 20 years ago now. Already. <laughs> uh, uh, yep, games, games, games. Play some games. I thought about playing a game. I was really interested in putting back in one of those uh, X-Men Legends or Marvel mm. Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah, or, that's or an like ARPG. Torch, Torchlight, that was like flashing through my head too. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it. I don't have time for that nonsense. Nobody got time for that. Nope. Uh, Film Dango, the end of each month. Uh, in fact, our most our, our upcoming Film Dango will be next week. Next next episode. That's going to be Arnie, Arnie Conan's and a Red Sonia. We've got yeah. a special guest lined up for that one. We already announced it on uh, Bill's uh, vinyl podcast. So we could say it's going to so be... So nobody's uh, heard it yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, 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 I get plenty of notifications about those that, I, that's the only thing in my my uh, youtube mailbox i get like little notifications there yeah i'll see like oh two notifications yep new new vinyl thing new, new vinyl thing with bill stc pod there you go it's the only thing i get it's good fun i guess because i, I clicked on one and oh, I that's was it. Yeah. With it, and then it's like, oh, 
I told YouTube I like this. Yeah. Nothing. You might have the no, bell no. turned on. You have the bell turned on. That'll maybe. I don't know. You guys seem like you're having fun over there, though. We are. Your your bandanas and your turbans and all that. I don't. I don't have any of those, but. Oh, I've them. seen. I've seen the images. Yeah. Photoshop is a heck of a drug. I don't know. It looked real to me. I saw it on the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> That's right. Uh, June, we're doing the 70s Jack Nicholson. Last detail. Five easy pieces. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. And in July, we got the Josh and Tur... Josh and Turtis. Josh <laughs> and Turtis <laughs> treehouse. I guess I'm not biased towards one. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. One could say it was an accidental slip because the next word was started with a T, right? And I saw Josh and I saw Treehouse. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Well, I've never made that mistake, Chris. I, I've never Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. How about that? <clears throat> sure. Okay, so they gave us a list of games. They liked the idea of uh, indie movies that uh, have gone far above and beyond their budget. So that's what we're doing. Um, they gave us a list of movies, and they just want to know. It went oh, through a third hold party. on there. This, yeah. I, well, no, it sounds like you're going to mention it, because they didn't give us the list of movies. No, no, no. It went through a third party. Uh, surprisingly, they, they, went, they wanted somebody who they could trust that knew would be impartial. Uh, surprisingly, that wasn't Bill. Uh, they didn't choose Joe. Um who else is slippery out there? Um, Pretty much everybody, I guess. Yeah, they didn't choose Kyle. They chose somebody else. Anyways, I went through a third party. They gave us a list. We don't know whose movie is who. These might be all Curtis's movies. This might be all Josh's movies. Three of them might be Josh's. The rest might be Curtis's. Who knows? We don't know. But we just have a list of titles, and they just want to know if we have watched any of these films. Mm-hmm. So, Attack the Block. Have you seen that? I don't know what that is. Me neither. The this is perfect. I'll just say also, I did a lot of these movies I'm unfamiliar with, and I did not go and look them up. I'm, I'm oh, waiting for whatever we decide on is going to be completely blind for me as much as I, possible. I stayed away. Stay away. Uh, the Babadook? The Babadook. Babadook. What is that? Um, I know it's a horror movie. And I put a veto on this one simply because this film has been recommended to us in the past by one of the participants. I see. Okay. So I believe I know who recommended it. Okay. So no. I could be wrong, but uh, no, not taking any chances here. No, okay. no uh, bias. Uh, Defender. Atari game. I know that. Yeah, me too. Dope. It's also misspelled. Or is that the way it's spelled? I don't know. I might. I don't know. Uh, dope. Have you heard of the movie Dope? No. Eighth grade. Nope. Uh, it follows. That's not the sequel to It, is it? No. That do It. No. Like they made a second one. Right. No, I don't think so. It, the name sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know what it is be honest i'd have uh, to look it no up. I, I don't know what this is the lobster nope do you know what you're, you're smiling it's it's 
I can imagine what the lobster is, but I imagine a, a giant lobster. But I was going to say, people. are we watching another Godzilla movie? I think so. Um, no, I don't know what that is. Midsommar? Midsommar. Midsommar? Nope. Yeah, there are no, there are no uh, years on any of these films mm-hmm. that we received, so I, it's really hard to picture what this is. Uh, Roar? Uh, this is, um, if I'm thinking of the right movie, um, it's not a movie that I've seen, but it is a movie that I've seen reviewed on a popular internet program. So I've seen a a fair amount of footage and have a tone in my head of how to view such a thing. So veto on that one also. Okay. And wet, wet, hot American summer. This is one I, I believe I've heard that name before, but I couldn't tell you what kind of movie it is or when it was made. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure either. I think it's a movie that came out 20 years ago and they just did a sequel of it not too long ago, but I've never seen it and I'm not exactly sure what it is. I okay, think. so so we're left with Attack the Block, Defender, Dope, Eighth Grade, It Follows, The Lobster, Midsommar, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. Eight movies. Okay. So how do you want to proceed from here? Are we going to try to narrow this down or, or do we just... I think those... On, although that's... They just want to know if we had seen them. Right. Seen them okay. or if, they're, if we know who might have recommended them or anything like that. So that's it. That's all we're supposed to okay. pass on. All right, back to the uh, the secret spy network. And it and was I say, re- this is my this is my most uh, this is like the most fun I'm having with this so far is <laughs> how we're getting these um, secretive communiques. Well, and it, it was requested that we do talk about it on the show. So okay, yeah. well there you go. Oh, that, all right. I guess the ball is back in their court. We passed the baton. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we don't even have direct contact with them anymore. We just have to hope no. that this information gets to them somehow. <laughs> no, any direct contact would, would violate uh, everything. It would break the rules, you know? Yeah. And, this is, we, want uh, this, we want this to be, this contest to be pure, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm amazed that there are 10 movies there that you're not familiar with. There's a lot of indie movies that I am not familiar with. Yes. Well, that's true. Yeah. Independent film. Yeah. I am. Uh, I mean, I, I would say for the past decade, I've been focused on video games and I haven't really played or watched that many movies, I should say. Um, so I see only... a movie review or unboxing come out of you every day now. That's right. And a collection video today. Part one. Of a five-part the series. The Blu-ray. That's right. <laughs> part. Yeah. Part one, Burt Reynolds. No, I, I don't know if I, I... I have something coming in for the Burt Reynolds collection, so I have to wait. And then that, that's going to be its own video. Oh. That's right. Collection looks a little pathetic right now. you got to get right. about 15, 20 more Blu-rays in there. No, no, no. Just just one more. One more to add to the uh, Burt Reynolds thing. and then we'll... it, It's uh, one of the crown jewels. I don't know if it's a crown jewel. It's just one that I've been trying to, to get in there. And... Oh, so you haven't even seen it yet. No. Mm. No. 
Okay. Yeah. What do you say we start the show? Get into it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so you're back to work. <laughs> yeah, after like three months of, of doing uh, not so much work. I, I had my private stuff going on, but I finally had to go back to work work. And I had to go back. That's the weirdest thing. Because uh, they made the decision that all the classes are online um, mm-hmm. through from now through uh, August. Yeah, no, the end of August, September, something like that. Everything is online, but I still have to go to the building and and talk to an empty classroom there. So you're you are broadcasting on Skype from the classroom. Yeah, well, we're using a different um, or Zoom or thing, whatever. It is. Um, Microsoft Teams. Okay. Using now, um, so there's two different campuses. One campus I go to one day a week, and it's really far. They said I can work from home. I can just sit here, do my lessons that way. The other one is about a 20 minute drive from here, and I have to go there four days a week. And they said I have to go in, and I have to go to the classroom and sit in the classroom and talk to a computer the same way I'm doing this. Why? Not only that, <laughs> Why? It, it, this applies to all the, the um, part-time lecturers. That's what we're known as if we're not a, a full-time teacher there. Um, so basically all the part-time teachers have to go there and we have to go to the classroom we normally would go to for the class. So they've got all the part-time teachers being told, oh. stay away from each other. Don't touch anything, but go to the school and keep sharing workspace. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. At least if they gave you a room and said, do all your classes from this room. Right, that's exactly what I said. My first one was, oh, you know, is it really necessary to go in because I can just do this from my home and we're not supposed to be, uh, you know, cross-contamination and all that. And it's like, oh, we'll check, but they really want you to go there, which I believe is just a monitoring thing. They want mm-hmm. to make sure you're actually doing the lessons, and which they could just join the call, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> see how everything's going. Um, and then my other comment was that, like, well, at least if we have to go, you know, do we have to keep switching classrooms? Nobody's using them, so we can just say, hey, this is your classroom, this is your classroom. I mean, I understand for some teachers, because uh, if they're doing laboratory work right. or, or something like that, they need a specific setup. You know, I don't. I, I have nothing special language. that I need for any of my classes. Right. I don't even turn my camera on. It's just me, you know, talking at the computer. Mm. Um, so, no, all that is, is just uh, insane. I have to keep going there. But, you know, on, on the brightest side of everything... Um, I, it was like a big hurdle, like, oh, I got to go back to work now, but now I'm back and I don't feel so much like a bum anymore. (laughs) Uh, well, I haven't stopped going to work, so just get a week off here and there. That's about it. At least I get, well, I really did need to go back just because it's been far too long. It just got too lazy. You know, I can sleep in a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, Sarah's been home. I don't know, since March. Only gone to the grocery store. That's pretty much it. Mm. Once in a while, we take her out in the car and drive her around like the dog. (laughs) Hey, let's go for a ride. Come on. I got to tell you, I'm still really enjoying the uh, stay at home. I mean, sometimes you, yeah, I wish, like, uh, I kind of want to go over there. But 
but no, I'm good. You know, like just, uh, I, I see it as I'm supposed to be home all the time. So after work, I don't even, you know, I, before I would think, well, maybe I want to stop somewhere on the way home, check something out. Nope. Just boom, get me straight home. I don't need to pick anything up, sit home and then just eh, work is done. I'm back home. Feel safe. All right. Yeah. No, me too, man. It's not I even have... a safe this thing. It's just more comfortable. Yeah, like even just going out for a walk and people have to walk away from you. It's great. Just, yeah, stay away from me. It's awesome. Yeah. Even right now, my, my neighbors are once again having a front lawn, front lawn party. I can't relate to those people at all. I, I don't get it. But every weekend, they got to go out there on the lawn if the weather's nice. And they, they don't uh, throw you an invite? Never come knock oh, on God. your door? No. Okay. I mean, I think, I think they do it on the front lawn as a kind of way of saying it's open to anybody, like come on over kind of thing, but I'm not interested in going over there. I'm, I'm fine here. So somebody walks up there and then suddenly all the, all their backs turn to you and they just, <laughs> that guy over there, he never comes in. <laughs> just see his eyes peeking out of the window. Nah, I think those people are craving for attention. So they would just love it if somebody came over there and gave them some attention. Mm. That's my theory anyways. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm the same thing. Go to work, go in my little room, do my thing for eight hours, get out, come straight home. It's actually mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. The only thing I got to do is get gas. And that's a pain in the ass because then you get, you, I just think that there's COVID. I pretend there's COVID right on the, the nozzle. Got to pump my own gas, right? So pump the gas and then I got to put the sanitizer. I put the sanitizer in my pocket and then I sanitize my hand. I only use one hand. And then when I get home, I just wipe down the interior of my car just to be safe you know everything i touched just yeah i don't know i don't know how well touch. sanitizer is so i don't know who knows i mean you go to the store and stuff they got the the sanitizer there i don't know mm. if it's really sanitizer in it yeah it could be water yeah, could be water <laughs> it could be diluted down they could just be throwing some like watered down bleach in there who knows yeah so but you know it, one thing is like like i do get that i do have that feeling once in a while it's like i'd love to go out there and just check out the blu-rays and whatnot but you realize too like going to the thrift stores and the discount stores and that you end up buying a lot of especially going through my collection as i have the last couple of days you end up buying a lot of movies you kind of want and you you get them because they're five bucks um but i haven't been doing that and i've only been like doing online stuff and that and then you kind of focus on just the stuff that you really want you know yeah uh, even if there's something like that's five bucks or whatever, I just think to myself, well, that's five bucks I could put towards something better, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I try to do that as much as possible because you just, it's chip damage, you know? You just, uh, a little bit goes here, a little bit goes there, and then suddenly, yeah. oh, like I'm down 50 bucks. What, how did right. that happen? And then 50 bucks on stuff you kind of want, but, you know, and when. And it's going to sit there. Right. You, oh, which you is, just took your $50 and threw it up on the shelf in coins, you know? <laughs> which. Which is, I guess that's pretty much most of my Blu-ray collection. But well, yeah. Hopefully, within the next year, I'm 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 working on it. I'm improving on it. I'm opening more and stuff, and been watching a lot. I've been doing that that alphabet sort of challenge thing where uh, I've been picking going a movie all for me, John. Yep. yep. And I'm at uh, what did we? I'm at L. I, oh, that's right. Well, I don't know if I want to get into it right now. Are we in movie talk now? Are we doing movies? Yeah, now? go for it. Okay. Uh, I rewatched today. I rewatched uh, Looper. And okay. uh, I'm I am on Team Vox. That movie is um, 
ridiculous. Garbage. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I Rain Johnson. I'm sorry. I know there's fans out there, but that guy is one heck of a lazy writer. There's so many plot holes. Did he write that movies. one too? Yeah. And there's so many plot holes. I, I'm so, if you have haven't seen Looper and you want to watch it, fast forward five minutes or whatever because I'm I'm about to spoil the whole thing. Um, so they go back in time, right? Like it's these these this mafia in the future that throws back uh, people that they want to kill back in time, and these people back in time are okay. Let, let me um, okay, cool. see if I remember it right. Right. In the future, you can't kill people. Right, something like that. If you murder somebody in the future, oh, okay. Right, then there's like the police are going to investigate it in that, right? But if you murder them now and then throw them into the past, that's right. Somehow... It's something about disposing the body by throwing right. it into the past. The police can't trace it. Like you, you just sent them back in time. You didn't kill them here, so you know there's no oh, crime. Right, 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 right. Because yeah, you're not killing them in the future. You send them back in time, and there's somebody waiting. Right. And then as soon as they appear, you just pop. Right. So the biggest okay. plot hole right there, right off the bat, is they say at the beginning that time travel has been made illegal from the government. That's why only these mafia guys still use time travel, right? Because it's illegal. So if it is illegal to kill someone that, and they don't want to get caught, so what they do is they do something else illegal and send them back in time. Why don't the cops just go after them for sending people back in time? Mm. Yeah, you're all arrested. You sent someone back in time. The government said it's bad. That's plot hole number one. It doesn't make any sense. And then, so eventually, Gordon Joseph Lovett, is that his name? What the heck's his name? Tommy. Gordon, Tommy. Tommy from uh, Third Rock. Third Rock from the Sun is a younger version of Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis goes back in time. He tricks the mafia and all that stuff. Tricks his younger self into not killing him as he goes back in time. Because this, this guy in the future, the Rainmaker, who's a little kid in the past, this Rainmaker kills, his, kills Bruce Willis' wife. So he wants to go back in time and kill the Rainmaker before he kills his wife. Uh, because uh, that will make everything right. You know, if, if the Rainmaker doesn't live, then his wife will never... Uh, die and Bruce Willis and the wife can go live happily ever after. Even though Bruce Willis has no way of getting back into the future where his wife is. Yeah, I know you got this oh weird. I know it's, the whole it's thing been a while since anyways. I've seen it. A lot of the details are fuzzy. So I'm trying to, I remember not enjoying it and that there were a bunch of things that bothered me. Yeah. But as you're saying it now, like all this stuff sounds so stupid. <laughs> it, it is. Well, the worst thing really is uh, Tommy's eyebrows. They change his eyebrows to make him look more like Bruce Willis. And they're his really distracting. Too, right? Yeah. And it's really distracting. It does not look right. Not really uh, necessary. You know, you, you have people all the time in movies play younger versions of another character. Or something. Right. You yeah. Just, and you just go with it. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah. Whatever. So anyways, young Bruce Willis played by Tommy. Uh, is um, he ends up falling in love while well, the movie goes along. He ends up falling in love with another woman. So, mm -hmm. but Bruce Willis is still hell bent on killing this kid because he wants to live with this, his wife in the future. He wants his wife in the future to survive. But none of it makes any sense. If, if Joe, it's Joe in the movie, Joe uh, fell in, young Joe fell in love with another woman. He's not going to meet Bruce Willis's wife. So the whole thing doesn't make any sense. 
it just he's already young Joe has already moved on. He's never going to meet that other woman. He's never going to old Joe is never going to have that uh, moment with his with his wife. So it makes no sense why he would I would try to kill him. It's just the whole thing is just one big. Yeah. There's so many plot holes in it. There's this one part where uh, okay, so if one of these guys, if they send back a guy in time and they take off. Right, they it's called a run loop or something like that, or an escape loop or something, and they have to go and and catch the guy. Right, so this one guy takes off, he's off there, he's out there somewhere, and um, they need to bring him back because if they don't bring him back, it's going to create a whole mess in in the timeline. So, in order to get him back, they somehow catch the they take the younger version of this guy who's in present day, I guess, mm-hmm. take the younger version and they start cutting him up. So the guy's right, like, okay, right? Yeah. So the guy's like yeah. running away. He, he starts climbing a fence and then he notices his fingers start disappearing mm-hmm. and then his nose disappears. And, and then there's like a big scar that appears on his arm and it says, be at this place in 15 minutes or mm-hmm. basically we're going to cut everything off of you and you're just going to be like a, a stump in a head, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, they start cutting more and more parts off of him and everything and as t- like as he's trying to to get to this location like his his foot comes off so he's got a he's stumbling and his legs come off and all that stuff but why wouldn't they just kill the younger guy yeah it's exact i'm thinking about it as you're saying it and remembering it i'm like yeah that's a cool idea like right. something would happen to you yeah. your younger self and then suddenly the older self has right. to react towards that but yeah what, Why wouldn't they just kill the younger just guy? Kill the younger or, guy. or um, hold if, him, and then he'll never get away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Or uh, it, what? All, what doesn't make sense though is if if somebody started cutting off. Okay, so he, the, he's in one spot, right? He's on one spot in the road as he's trying to get back to this location. If someone cut off your foot, you wouldn't be in that spot. You'd be a lot further behind because you can't move that fast with only one foot. Right. And then and if someone you, cuts off your legs, you're crawling. You'd be further back. You'd well, never make I mean, it to the location. Well, you wouldn't. You're changing the future. You know, you have somebody who's suddenly kidnapped and you start cutting them apart. They're going to make so many different choices in mm-hmm. their life. They wouldn't necessarily be in that same spot to begin with. You know, it's like everything of all about doing time travel movies is extremely difficult. Like time travel stories, there's always some sort of a plot hole. You can't focus too much on the little details because then the audience starts to think and yeah. they realize like, hey, this whole story isn't making like, sense. The, the best is and I'm wearing the shirt today, the Doctor Who. Doctor Who just tells it simply. So very early on they established that he can't just constantly go back in time and fix things like he can't go back like like if something happens within two minutes he can't go back two minutes to try to fix it again it just doesn't work right they did a whole episode on it where it creates just chaos if he tries to do that um so then and then as for the rest of it if something happens or whatever the answer is what is it it's timey-wimey Something, I don't know, something timey-wimey, wobbly something. I can't remember the whole thing. But anyways, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. He just says like this nonsense thing, right? So basically the doctor lives, he has a linear 
existence, right? And he could travel through time, but his linear existence is kind of more important than the timeline in, 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 of itself. It doesn't doesn't make complete sense. It's not supposed to, right? Because if you try to, then you're going to get into a ton of plot holes. So that's just the way that they get. What is it? Time wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, or something like that? I don't know. That's how he explains everything. But basically, he can't go back and constantly try to think. He's he gets a set por- uh, part in time, and he has uh, a certain amount of time to fix whatever problem it is, and that's it. It not linear part. It, I know it doesn't really make sense, but that's what it is. Anyways, yeah, Rain Johnson's lazy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that this kind of plot holes does it's I it's not just in Looper. It's in like all like the the other movie I watched was Knives Out, and that had plot holes in it too. That kind of bothered me in the same kind of way. But I don't feel like talking about that movie. So, yeah. okay. Anything else? Um. Well, I did watch a movie. I don't what really want to talk about it, but you <laughs> don't want to talk. Movie. Well, it's only the second movie I've watched this month, so okay. I suppose I can. Um, I only watched it. Uh, it's much like a film dango. It was uh, homework, excruciating homework. Mm. Uh, someone wanted me to watch Contagion because a student of mine had watched it and he wanted to talk about it. Um, oh, okay. 2011 movie, uh, Matt Damon and Lawrence Fishburne, a bunch of other people. And it's not a very good movie as a narrative. It's pretty weak. Um, But it is about a disease that starts up in China and becomes a global pandemic. And lots of people get sick and and die. And it's all about that. So as a narrative, it it wasn't so great. Um, But just (laughs) for the details, um, the fact that they went through basically all the same steps that we did <laughs> with our COVID thing. Oh, really? It was like, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened. Yeah, we did that too. Wow, they said social distancing. I didn't know that term existed before. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's it's kind of neat um, in that regard, uh, but you're not going to get a great movie out of it. And I kind of get the feeling maybe it was based on a book. Because it's one of those um, ensemble casts where you have a bunch of different um, stories that are all dealing with the same thing, but none of the characters are fleshed out. You know, you get a couple of scenes with each character over the course of the movie, and nothing really seems to happen to make you care in any one of them. So I imagine in a book or like a mini series or something where it's all fleshed out and you get to know the character and you know suffer with them and you get to see their their part of the story and you know their life expanded on a bit more it'd be pretty interesting but it's like an hour and 40 minute movie where you have five or six different people you're trying to follow in their storylines and meh but it's kind of interesting just the the fact that some of the things at least at the beginning of the movie when it's still somewhat grounded in reality and then it, you know it becomes the super disease and mm. everything goes crazy and they have to action it up but still even then it's cinematically it's not too interesting a lot of flat shots no no standout moments yeah it's directed by steven Soderbergh, who i'm not a huge fan of i recognize the name but i, I can't say i know anything else that he's done a long time ago he did a movie uh called traffic that was pretty good 
but then he started doing those um uh oceans 12 movies and that. i haven't seen any of those um i don't know i, I that's all i read. magic mike <laughs> no uh, idea yeah yeah that's that's pretty much Yep. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, that movie oh, was I, trending on Netflix too. I uh, imagine so. Yeah. It's all about disease and right. That thing. I did finish Ash and uh, versus Evil Dead. Oh, great. Okay. Yep. Well, we're gonna spoil that, so you might want to fast forward through that a little bit. Okay. Would you? Well, would you uh, think would, of the ending? Or well, I a few episodes before the end. I, that's when we talked last, and mm -hmm. I. I remember you saying uh, that it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And in my mind, because I know the show got canceled, and I, I assume they were at least thinking about doing a fourth season, or they would have liked to continue. So I assumed it was like a complete cliffhanger. Like, it just had no ending. Uh, but they did have a rushed ending. Yeah. Which I imagine they got word that all right, sorry, show's canceled. So they took Bruce Campbell and did like the that last two, three minute uh, scene with him just to put some sort of a bookend on it. Yeah. Uh, so while it is unfortunate, you didn't get to see full resolution of the other characters because, you know, they were, uh, they were, they were on level for me. They, they were the other stars of the show. Yeah. Um, it was nice to put just a little something at the end, just to say, hey, you know, this this is kind of an Ash Williams ride off into the sunset moment, in, in a sense. So in a way, yeah, I I don't know. I think they could have done I, a lot more. Like like I, had, I would love to see if they had time. Season. If yeah. they had time, I would have liked to see the ending that they worked on and planned out and said, Hey, this is a, you know, a good way to end the show. And here's what happens to all the characters. But in kind of evil dead fashion, I think the ending was fine. It's, it's kind of, that's what you kind of expect. It's, uh, it's, I... it's not too different from the ending of army of darkness, especially sure. the director's cut right. uh, version. Right. Yeah, you know, it definitely had that uh, feel to it. Even uh, the end, like it, yeah, it always ends on like, you know, that Wayne's World thing. Or did they? <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of thing. That's what that's what the ending felt like to me. And I, uh, I, I want, I wanted a season four so bad. Like I want to see what they were gonna go with all that. Like with him, he's he's it was kind of like a, a, a Army of Darkness thing. You know, he's in the future now and they're going to bring him into the future but they had such a low budget you know <laughs> yeah well i i don't like i said i don't think that last scene was intended i think basically after the big confrontation oh. there, there's a big demon there's a, after the confrontation uh ash kind of gets knocked out and i think you know maybe they had a different ending attached to that that would get him back involved with the um you know the other characters and what they had set up but maybe you know they found oh show's canceled let's let's take advantage of that we'll cut and then we'll put this new ending on and that's why none of the other characters were were present for that it's just like all we can do but i don't know that that's just my 
my assumption. No, I, I didn't think of it like that uh, when I saw it. So, yeah, that's interesting that they might have just thrown that in because I knew the show was going to be wrapping up. So Right, because they, yeah. from what I read, they found out after episode eight of the third season that it got canceled. So, obviously, they didn't have much time. Right. And they already had shot everything. So. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I don't know. Very fun series, though. I mean, yeah. even, even though it's a little disappointing, you don't get a proper ending or the ending that they, they wanted. Um, I had a fun time watching every episode. For me, there there wasn't a bad episode. There wasn't a time when I wasn't interested. Uh, it kept that wonderful, very hard to do balance between slapstick comedy, camp, and, you know, genuinely not touching, but, you know, very likable characters that you wanted to follow and yep. and some honestly sometimes scary threatening moments. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah, it'll be missed. I, I would love to see a comic book continue on with it. I would get it. Yeah, well I, I, I well that's the magic of the Evil Dead Ash Williams character is you can just plop them in kind of anywhere. You want to do yeah. the Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, <laughs> that's it true. Could, yeah. It could kind of work. You know, you never know what he did in all these other little moments. They should put Ash in one of those Mortal Kombat games. Wasn't he in one of those? I don't know. Was he? Did you see the RoboCop is in it now? I think I did. I, think I saw did. a bunch of stuff pop up on YouTube about that. I was like, really? RoboCop in a Mortal Kombat game? And he's very and, stiff. Yeah, I, I mean, um, there's that one game on the Genesis I really like, but at the same time, he's jumping around like a monkey in that, right. you know, just going <laughs> up and down on ropes. But um, I I watched, like, the reveal and everything. Okay, RoboCop. But then I saw the, the fatalities, and it's completely out of character. Mm. It's like he is a he's a police officer. He goes after the bad guy. This makes it look like he's just some crazed killer where he's just mm. killing people for the fun of it. That's really the problem with all those Mortal Kombat games. So every time they try to throw some narrative in there, it doesn't really make sense why allies would fight each other. It's, it's same with that Nintendo one. Why is Mario beating up on Luigi or you know, Sam is fighting Kirby. None of it makes yeah, sense. It, well, it's there for if you just want to have fun with it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw one fatality. And he was like, um, I guess they still got a thing with DC because it was RoboCop and he was just, he was blowing the head off the Joker. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, I, oh, that's a, doesn't feel right. It's like, <laughs> I thought it was that, is it that, um, What's that series with all the DC characters in it? Uh, well, they did a Mortal Kombat um, DC fighting game years back. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I played the first one. I never played the second one. I can't remember it. But there was no like blood or anything in it. It was just um, a, unless it was one of those like fan created characters and it just looked like the Joker. But the, the clip I saw, it, it, I'm pretty sure it was the Joker. OK, anyways, um, I took your advice uh, with the with the Blu-rays and uh, there was a few Blu-rays that were on sale. And you said you shouldn't buy all these. You should actually test them out and watch them mm -hmm. before you before you buy them. And I said, you, you know what? It. 
think Richard's right. So I downloaded. I mean, I found some uh, you got preservation. A I got some preservation copies out there uh, of a, a movie called Lonely Are the Brave with uh, Kirk Douglas. And it's uh, from the early 60s. He plays like this cowboy guy. His buddy gets locked up in prison. So he decides that he's going to get locked up in prison because he wants to see his buddy and bust him out of prison. Mm. Uh, you know, it's very like old school, masculine, macho man kind of stupid thinking. <laughs> uh, but he ends up uh, busting himself out of prison. And now he's on the lamb. And uh, the guy chasing him is Walter Matthau. And uh, who else is in that? Oh, Carol O'Connor's in the movie, too. He's got a, a mm. bit part in it, too. Uh, but it was really good. It was really great. It's called Lonely Is this uh, before All in the Family? Yes. Yeah. This okay. is 1962. Okay. Um, and Walter Matthau is, I, some people can't picture him in like serious roles. They've got him hooked in on the comedy, but the guy can do it, man. And uh, yeah, it's really, really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I ended up getting that one. That one's coming in the mail to me. Mm-hmm. Then the other two I watched, one was called Imitation to a Gunfighter. Uh, Yule Brenner is in it uh saint 1964 another black and white western uh, but it, yeah it was slow and boring kind of sucked um mm. it's it wanted to have something to say about uh corruption and people in power and stuff like that but i don't know it just kept going on and on it's boring so you saved me some money on that one and then i took i uh download or found a preservation copy of a movie called shatter mm-hmm. uh this movie stars Stuart whitman and uh, it's supposed to be a kung fu movie from like kung fu action movie from the 70s, 1974. And uh, I think it was like we were 40 minutes in before they started getting to some kung fu finally. Um, mm. And it wasn't really that great at kung fu. And I ended up, I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't even finish it. It was so boring. Um, so I ended up not buying that. I would have bought it. It looked like right up my alley. It looked like it was 1974, right era and everything. Um, but yeah, so you saved me some money on that. So you should work. go to uh, Tubi. They got a lot of. Uh, I checked kung fu, I, martial arts, and all that there. I ch- I checked. Uh, well, I checked those movies to see if they were um, if they were on there, and mm-hmm. uh, they were they were not. Um, but I do look at Tubi a lot. That's why I always check like before I try to find a, a preservation copy. I always see if I can stream it uh, right. legit first. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I want the, uh, you know, whatever ad I have to sit through or whatever, I want them to be able to get, you know, a couple of bucks or whatever for making a movie. But um, just not available. So. Gotcha. Saved myself some money. So I bought one out of the three. Um, Also, I watched John Wick 2 and 3 finally. Oh, Uh, okay. Do you have the Blu-ray for 3, 2? I have the 4K for two and then i watched three on amazon prime i streamed okay amazon prime um yeah i okay i really i still really like the first movie i think the first Mm -hmm. movie is aces um and it it, the first movie has that just that simple like you know somebody kills his dog it was his wife's dog it was like last memory and all that and he just goes on a vengeful you know tear you know basically i'm gonna get this guy and that and you know, I've got to follow these dumb rules and that because I'm an assassin in this world and, you know, all this stuff. You know, so it was a good movie. Follow along. Two and three, seems everything seems to go a little off the rails. They expand a little bit too much in that universe and yes. it kind of loses me a little bit. Especially when he is just 
running around shooting people out in the open like they're like just there's people yeah all there's a lot of stuff that have especially in part two yeah uh he has that fight with the guy on the the subway like the mm-hmm. pristine white everything is so clean yeah and you know there's you can't forget there's a body there just because the camera doesn't show it all the time right all the people leaving the train should be seeing a dead bloody body yeah I get it like they're kind of ninja-esque like they kind of mess around with that like sometimes people can see them and sometimes not or whatever but still like somebody like just plops down dead in the Uh, middle of a crowded subway in New York City you know yeah they're gonna know that that was the big problem for me with two is they just expanded way too much to the point that it's like who's not in this secret society exactly especially the ending when they're in Central Park and is like, what do you do? Snap his fingers and everybody just walks away. Right. Like, you can't control that. There are regular people walking through the park, you know, with their kids and stuff. It, it, it just got a bit too ridiculous. Well, the assassins with their currency, they got these these coins. And the mm-hmm. people in the know, you put the coin down on the table. The people in the know know what to do with that coin and know what you need and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Uh, you know, you go into a gun store, drop the coin. Okay, that person knows. Go into a restaurant, they take you it's into the back where the, the secret stuff is happening in the back. But he's passing around to like a cab driver. You know, he's at a hot dog stand. Here you go. Like, it's just, it's yeah, like everybody, like everybody knows what's going yeah. on. Like, how, sec- how secret is this society? Now, yeah. I did find in three, they kind of reined it in a little bit. Uh, and it felt a little more, uh, I don't know, it just felt a little better. And he had a little uh, better uh, motivation. Like, I didn't know what his motivation was in two. I didn't know, like... Well, it was, like, direct continuation. That's that's the other problem of this series. Even though there's some fun to be had. Like, I, I think you're in the same boat now. It's like, one is the best of the, the series. Then you go to three, had some, like, fun action and stuff. And then two just seemed like it, it, it blew up a little too much. Um, everything, the catalyst to everything is still that dog and the car yeah. from the first movie. Right. So like everything that's happening with the sequels, it still goes all the way back to that. So you're further and further from his motivation. So now it's just like, he's, he's stuck in these, uh, constant adventures of got to do this now, got to go there, got to make an alliance with this person, got to go meet my old, uh, friend slash doesn't trust me person and go off to this place and country hopping and all this and like as a narrative it, it's it's very yeah loosely held together well because he already you know finished that in the first movie the first right. movie was probably they only thought they were ever going to make one and mm-hmm. it already that already concluded now i get in two and three it's the fallout of everything he did in that first movie mm-hmm. that he's dealing with in that. But I don't know. It just, it was, a, especially like the second one was really frantically paced. It was really like fast, fast, fast. Like I just felt like there was no time to breathe a little bit. Like characters. Yeah. They're constantly bringing you to new locations and, and yeah. bringing in new characters. And so it was a little too much. Like I just want like characters to sit down and, and talk a little bit so I can figure out what the, motivation is that and was I do... the one with the crazy editing too the yeah. the second one like he you you see him fighting a couple different people but it the fights are all like intercut yeah so you don't really know what order things are happening yeah and 
it, it just loses itself. Yeah. Now, three, I do feel they, they handled things a little better. Characters did sit and talk a little more. You know, he had that conversation with Halle Berry. Okay, you know, let's, uh, we, let's go see this guy. And he had a little better, like, motivation, you know, because they were... They were kicking him out and he was going to get killed. So he was trying to get his life back and all that stuff. So I do feel three was a little bit better, but yes, the first one's still, still the best one. Yeah. I mean, despite my uh, objections to, to some of the things in the second one and third one being a little bit weaker, it's still a fun series. Mm -hmm. And you know, if there's some fun action in there, the third one had at least you know, four or five different action scenes that were really well done. The dogs uh, in particular, I, yeah. I found that hilarious when yeah. dogs would just jump, you know, into scene and start ripping somebody apart. Yeah. It felt, uh, three felt a little more practical too, like just mm -hmm. how everything was going down, you know. Um, yeah. Two had had two good scenes. The The car at the beginning, which was extremely loud, uh, was kind of fun, and then <laughs> the other scene I liked was the um, when he and the other guy are walking through the subway, and they're just like sneaking the gun under their their jacket, just like tick, 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 trying mm. to pop shots at each other. Yeah. Um, but you know, aside from that couple of seconds, it, it just goes back to being overly silly and complicated. Well, and he went in to save his car at the beginning of the second movie, but he tears it apart as he, <laughs> he destroys it. it. So what's the point? <laughs> Then he drops it off to John Leguizamo and says, hey, it was not in part three. I was, was a not sad. in three. I imagine he will be there in four. I imagine that's going to be the, the, the end. He, when, he's going to when the car comes back yeah. Yeah, the car. He's going to solve everything. Car is going to be in pristine condition. And, and that'll be it for the series. I'm guessing anyways. It uh, may have to be. How many of these John Wick movies can they make? And I don't know because they're coming out. What, like two, three years apart? Something like that, yeah. 2017 was two, and 2019 was three. So 2021 will probably be four. Um, but I am, and I am looking forward to four. Four yeah. left on, a, or three left on sort of a cliffhanger. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Everybody loves Keanu Reeves again. Yeah, I, I was never much of a fan of his. And uh, they do in this series, like really, I think they use, utilize them well. Like they only give them like a few lines of dialogue and that. Yeah. And when he does say something, you can tell like, it's not, not the best acting you're, you're witnessing. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm back. <laughs> it's, it's not the greatest, but uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention another movie in the name of the father. Uh, this came out in the early nineties. Got Daniel day Lewis. It's about, um, the uh, IRA again. I've been watching a lot of movies about the IRA. Uh, and these guys, it's based on a true story where the uh, British um, Scotland Yard basically is investigating these IRA bombings and they wrongly convict these uh, people. Um, and, you know, they torture uh, the uh, confessions uh, out of them. And uh, it, it was really good. They even go after this guy's family they throw the basically the whole family into into jail. Um, it was all shoddy evidence and all that stuff. And then there's uh, Emma, I think it's Emma Thompson. I think was the the girl in the movie. I can't remember. Uh, she plays a lawyer that's trying to get them out of uh, prison. That it was fantastic. Two hours and twelve minutes, and it flew uh, right by. Um, that was one that I picked up on a whim for five bucks. The Blu-ray. So sometimes you find a a diamond in that rough. 
And I, I really enjoyed it, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Highly recommended from from me. Um, tried watching a movie called The Man from Uncle. Couldn't get into that one. Henry uh, Cavill. I keep seeing that's that right. pop up. That's right. The remake Harry, of an old TV show. Harry Clavicle. Um, yeah, I didn't like. We watched the Sarah and I watched the first half hour of it. We were pretty much and just poorly written like they're supposed to be spies that are undercover and they're doing like driving around in the middle of paris with their motorcycles having you know dumb conversations where they're trying to one-up each other with the the quips and all that and it's like aren't you guys supposed to be undercover not supposed to be flashing be flashy and stuff and oh but the bad guys are over there they're over there don't worry about it they're waiting for us to get over there don't worry about it we can just do whatever we want over here. Mm-hmm. stupid uh, then we, uh, so Sarah convinced me to watch The Queen after we dropped that for half an hour. Um, and it was that was good. Hel- Helen Mirren. And it's about uh, Princess Diana passing away and just what the royal family went through uh, after she had passed. Because uh, mm. there was a lot of, I don't know if you remember, but there was a lot of um, uh, animosity against the royal family because they weren't really grieving in public. Uh, you know, they were, very, they were trying to be very stoic uh, about the whole occasion and uh, people just didn't uh, grab it. They didn't like, they just thought that like, as if they were making it like as if Lady Diana didn't really mean that much to them. Um, and Tony Blair was like the brand new uh, prime minister at the time. And he kind of convinces them to like loosen up a little bit. It was a really well done movie. I wasn't expecting much from it. Uh, also watched, uh, finally got to that HBO documentary about Andre the giant. Okay. Um, yeah, I hated it, wrestling. Why, why would I you don't. Watch that? Hey, I watch. I'm not a big fan of a lot. Like, I'll even watch a documentary on a band that I don't care about because a lot of times these real stories are just so interesting. And Andre the Giant uh, was a real person that existed, and he's got a fascinating story. Um, I will say the parts that were boring was uh, when they talked about wrestling, because all this like they're going on about like stuff he did in the ring and how crazy it was and him and Hulk Hogan did these things and they were so crazy. It's like, meanwhile, Hulk Hogan admitted that he had everything written down on legal pads. He's like, yeah, I wrote all this stuff down. Okay, you do this, you do that, you do this. So then when they went into the ring, Andre the Giant did exactly what was written on the legal pad. I'm like, how is that amazing? Who cares? Anyway, oh, it's all a spectacle. I don't think <laughs> I, anyone believes that uh, this stuff I, is real anymore. I know, but it's just it was just a silly part where they were, it's a, they were just going on about it's a how stunt he, show. That, that's what wrestling is. Okay, but how is it amazing that the guy writes down something on a legal pad and then he does it in the ring? Like, what's so amazing about that? I don't know. I don't get it. I get it that their physical, mm-hmm. um, you know, like what they're doing in the ring is very mm-hmm. physical. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's you know it's basically acrobats yeah. uh, in there, you know, like they're rolling and stuff and all that tumbling and all that. But uh, I mean, like they, they make it like as if it's some sort of, they present it as, as if it was some sort of sporting event where nobody knew what was going to happen when Hulk Hogan had everything written out on a legal pad. Well, that's, well, that's what it is. Yeah. You, it's, they, of course they work on it together, decide what they're going to do. Some people script everything some people are very loose and just let it you know happen naturally but they have kind of set like okay we're gonna this is gonna be a big moment and then we're gonna end it like this kind of thing and then it's it's just a story 
It's just yeah. like watching a TV show. It's like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah, I didn't no, I, know look, I'm Saul not... Goodman was going to do that. Well, they had a script. You know? I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think, like, I, I, I don't know how. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to defend wrestling. I'm just saying what it is. No, no, I, I know that. I'm not saying that it was, I, I don't know. It just, it came, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Anyways. Well, I didn't see it. But it, Andre the Giant's like real life story, is that what this whole thing was? Yes, and it was excellent. Okay. The stuff about the Princess Bride was fantastic. I didn't know that he, I didn't know Andre, uh, now that I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you look at it, and it's like, how did I not know this? Andre the Giant is from France. I didn't know he was from France. I didn't know he was French. I always just thought that that weird accent he had was just because he was big and he couldn't, uh, uh, just that's just how he talked. But now that you listen to him, when he talks, he's talking with a very thick French accent. A guy named Andre from France, who knew? And uh, he had some, he, he had a disease, right, that caused him to grow uh, really big and he never stopped growing. He kept oh, really? growing. Yeah, he kept growing. Throat, mm-hmm. Like it slowed down, you know, he went through puberty and it slowed down, but he was still growing. And that's really what, what killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last few years of his life, he was still trying to stay into wrestling, but uh, he was having all sorts of problems, you know, with his back and his knees. He was having operations and all that, because while these other parts of his body were still growing, his organs were not. They were enlarged, mm-hmm. but they were not growing along with him. So they couldn't keep up, right, to keep him uh, healthy. Uh, there was a med- medication that he could have uh, taken to to help him that, that would have given him a, a longer life, but he didn't want to do that because it might have hindered his wrestling career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctors told him, they said, you're not going to make it uh, to 40 years old. And I think he I think he died at 38 or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it was really sad at the end. Like you can tell he was just uh, hooked on the celebrity and the fame and all that stuff. And. It's really, he was, it was really enjoying his him. life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really hard for him to uh, give up, but really fascinating, fascinating story. Yeah, all those, a lot of stuff in in the uh, Princess Bride that they had him do, he actually couldn't do. Like for instance, there's the one part where uh, they drop a Robin Wright pen into his arms, and he couldn't catch her because his back was so messed up. So they actually had her come down on wires and stop on wires, so it just looked like he he caught her. And uh, when he was fighting with uh, Carrie Elways in, in the movie, there was stuff that he couldn't do. He was supposed to, like, throw Carrie Elways and that, but he couldn't, like, he couldn't pick him up or anything. You know, he just wasn't, uh, wasn't well enough to do it. But That, that was one of those um, eye-openers when I watched Princess Bride, because if, if, when you see wrestlers, you usually see them with other wrestlers, and they're all these really big people. But when you see him standing next to normal sized uh, humans, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. my God, he was so Massive. big. Well, and Rob Reiner, the director of uh, Princess Bride, was saying that they were prepared for the biggest issue with him to be all of the, the, the lines of dialogue that he had to do and to enunciate and be clear. Um, but really, the biggest problems they had was the wrestling stuff that they wanted him to do in the movie. Like he just physically. <laughs> He physically couldn't do it. They couldn't even, uh, they couldn't put him on a horse. They had to have, he was on, anytime you saw him on a horse in the movie, they actually had him braced up with wires up above. Hmm. And if you watch that movie, they were supposed to do a lot of stuff on location. But a lot of the outdoor stuff is actually done in studio because Andre the Giant, they needed to like brace him up. 
So, no, so they had to break. Yeah, he had to be supported from the ceiling and all that. I always wondered that with that movie because it's there's some scenes in it that look really cheesy where it's done in studio. It's like why didn't they go out on location? Because they're out on location when it's just Carrie Elway's and Robin Wright. You know, they're doing all sorts of things. But anytime it's the villains in that movie, they always seem to be in a in a studio. But that's why they had to brace him up, uh, oh. which is pretty. They yeah. really wanted him in that movie. That's a lot of extra work to go through. Well, the guy who wrote the book was a huge fan of Andre the Giant. And he wrote that part for Andre the Giant. Hmm. And then he wrote the, when he wrote the screenplay, he's like, I want Andre the Giant to play this uh, character. Fun fact. So there you go. Hmm. Um, the only complaint I have about that documentary, it was a really good documentary, uh, but it had this really loud music in it, almost drowning out what people were saying. So unnecessary. When his, the guy's story was fascinating enough, you don't need to like, like it, it was like, like Jaws was like eating people up. They, they had like this <laughs> bass uh, uh, fiddle playing the, like while people are talking in that. And it's like, this is the kind of music you hear in Jaws when Jaws is eating everybody up. Like, we don't need this right now. We just tell me the story, you know, settle down. I wish there was an option to turn off the music. Yeah. But, I hate when um, the, the story is distracted by all the, attention getter stuff that's why yeah. i can't watch those um toys that made us yeah. shows it's yeah. just just tell the story yeah and all this obnoxious editing fortunate but true that's why when you watch my collection videos over on buried on mars on the, the youtube channel no music in the background just me talking oh no i want those classic youtube videos where it'd be like uh like text comes up, says, oh, unboxing, and then blaring techno music starts playing. <laughs> nope. Not on my channel. It's old school over there. Okay, we better get moving here. On That's enough. Yeah, you got some more stuff you want to talk about. I uh, just want to say rest easy, Fred Willard. Rest in peace. He died, passed away today. Uh, if you listen to our uh, Waiting for Guffman Christopher Guest show there. We talked all about Fred Willard in there. Sad day. He's such a funny guy. I'm going to miss I him. I don't know how you do this. Like every time a celebrity passes away, you always make some sort of comment on Twitter or or mention it somehow. Like I see these things too. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're the first one to point this one out to me. I didn't notice that. But uh, I, I never feel the need to like do the hashtag RIP or, or anything on social media. Well, well I've look. When, when and I know I, you're picking the people that mean something yeah, to that you, mean that something had an influence. Yeah. For one thing, but I, I know for a fact that, you know, when my dad passed away, I really appreciated when people reached out and said, even just said, you know, uh, condolences or whatever. I really appreciated it. And I know that there are people who knew Fred Willard, who are in the family and that, that will put that rest in peace Fred Willard thing in their Twitter and they'll just look at what people are saying. I, I, I know that they do that. So, you know, I'm not looking for attention or anything like that. I just like, I feel like as if Fred Willard meant something to me, you know, he just meant that little bit. He, he made me laugh. You know, I love his, his uh, uh, appearances in all those uh, Christopher Guest movies. And that's all. Just wanted to share. And then maybe there's somebody out there that's never seen the movie before, right? And they see that clip and who the heck is Fred Willard? And they check that out and they think it's funny. And then they go check out the movie. 
Well, fair enough. Those fair are enough. my intentions. Anyways. All positive intentions. That's Can't it. I don't. That. I don't. I'm not looking to for attention, like Joe says. Everybody posts <laughs> things just for attention or anything like that. Was it? Uh, what, what was the cause of that? Was it Corona or? He was 86 just, years old. Just, so they he was just, just 86 he, years old. Yeah, they said he was in good spirits right up to when he passed away. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're coming out with a, yet another Star Trek. So it seems. <laughs> so this one is uh, going to be everything that you've ever wanted, Richard, as a classic Star Trek fan. They're going back to their mm-hmm. roots. Uh, they're going to, it's all going to be about positivity and exploring space and all the same shit they said for the last two Star Trek They're series. still backpedaling on that so hard. It's so <laughs> they, they, dumb. Like, they have to include that in all of their promo material. Yeah. It's like, they have to say, we're going to be positive, really? <laughs> Here's what it comes down to at the end of it. The guy tweeting this out is Alex Kurtzman, who's the same guy who's responsible for the last two Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. So unless he's going to hand off the reins to somebody else and say, you do Star Trek. You know Star Trek better than I do. You do the whole thing. You're in charge of it. It's going to be the same crap over and over again. Uh, no, they said positivity. And and didn't you hear the original Star Trek theme playing no. while they were talking? No, I didn't. And here's the other dumb thing, too. Why does it have to be the Enterprise? Why is it Christopher Pike? Why are we doing Spock? I, the it, it, <laughs> it was arguably... Pike was, and many people have said this, the best part of Discovery so far. They they took the character of Pike, who was a fairly underdeveloped character, and they brought him back and they made him, they had a good actor behind him, and he became a very likable character on that show. So they figure, all right, let's go back again, do another prequel show. We'll, we'll take, not only will we take someone you know, we're going to take Three people you know. We're going to take mm. Pike and Spock and number one, and we're going to give you the Enterprise, and we're going to we're going to do original Star Trek now. But why why prequel and again? Spock are going to be like having a fist fight by episode three. Like how how many how many things like how many things is just not going to make any sense that Spock is going to do? That's just not going to make any sense. Like, why Like, why do they got to go back in time all the time? Like, why do they got to go back to just do something new? Something new. If you want to do Star Trek, start it off in after Next Generation. Nobody knows what that is if it's new. It's you just, can say Enterprise. Really you was, can say that's Transporter. But you could say Enterprise with a new show. Like, how many people out there know who Christopher Pike is? Unless you're a Star Trek fan. The guy was in one episode. He was in the pilot. Well, and he was also in a wheelchair with the butt. Beep, beep. I guess he was in the, the newer movies uh, played by a different character. So I guess Christopher Pike's been around. Well, I, bit, again, that's it. Do their bank diehard fans, that's one thing. You know they're going to show up. Even if they're angry, they're still going to show up because they want to see. And hate watch every week. Yeah. Hate watch, yeah. Um, then you got the people that are familiar with the J.J. movies and they said Enterprise in that, and they said Pike in that. So there's a little connection there. And then, you know, people who saw Discovery, like, okay, I know this this actor and this character. So I can't believe that they're they're just pumping out these Star Trek shows. Like, like every year, it seems like now, there's just another new Star Trek. They're hoping that one of them is going to catch. catch like, yeah. this, this is going to be the one. Yeah. And then we can let the others 
fall by the wayside and say, hey, look, yeah, we brought back Star Trek to TV. People like it. Well, they got the streaming services, right? That's really what they're trying to push. It's like UPN That's Paramount CBS, Network yeah. back in the day where they were just cranking out Star Trek because they just wanted, they needed some sort of Star Trek on their network. And All this the is time. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's good or not. Just put something that says Star Trek out there. Hope for the best. How, do, how does the rest of the rhyme go? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice. <laughs> is there an ending to that? Uh, I don't know. I ain't gonna watch it. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I uh, retweeted it with Lucy uh, holding the football. So that's how I, that's how I feel about. Uh, I, I, I don't, maybe I'll give the pilot a chance. I, maybe I'll I give am curious shot. though, because I didn't watch the end of um, Discovery. I assumed Pike was still on the ship, so I guess he got off. As far as I know what happened and spoiler alert for star trek discovery i think what happened is pike was gone he, he mm-hmm. went back on the enterprise and they did whatever and the discovery is shot into the future and they're that's flying around the future that's, that's, that's what all i heard I they they send it into the future but i thought he was on the ship with because uh, I, I didn't watch it and rebecca romaine is uh yeah on that show was she Number in one. The Discovery as number one? I don't know. Oh. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. She's not Rebecca Romaine Stamos anymore, huh? No, she left the Stamos a long time ago. She's oh. with Jerry O'Connell. I think they have a couple of kids together. Really? Sliders? Yeah. Jerry yeah. O'Connell? Yeah. They've been together wow. for like 15 years, something like that now. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, finally, I wanted to mention I tried to watch uh, Star Wars Episode Nine because a buddy of mine got me uh, my Disney Plus back again. Um, uh, oh, that's the new one. That's the, the latest one. Movie right. one. Okay. So I watched eight minutes of it at the beginning. I thought and you then I got... watched a few minutes of it already. I, wa- I did. You fast well, forwarded I'm, through the crawl and then you. Right. I'm going back into. You watched anything. like a minute and said this. This is garbage. Everything is garbage. I well, hate I this. Thought, okay. I and I felt. I felt bad. Felt bad, okay. so I try. I went back again after the eight minutes. I went back again, and I got to the fifteen. I got okay. I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching it, right? And I'm like, okay, I am not digging this. It's just characters yelling at each other. Everyone's angry at each other. They're way too excited. Like they they they're acting like as if they are in a Star Trek movie, <laughs> or sorry, a Star Wars movie. Like they they're they're not acting like as if they're people that exist in this universe they're acting like as if they're in a movie you know what i mean like they're just yelling at each other like they're excited to be on the millennium falcon playing uh checkers with or whatever that game is with uh with uh chewbacca right and they're kind of like they're taking the piss on on chewbacca they're like having fun with them you know and it's i don't like in the original star wars you had the the characters in there they had no idea what this game, you know, let the Wookiee win and all that. They're kind of scared. They don't know what's going on and all that. They're, but in this way, they're, they're just, the characters are just well too uh, self-aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, everyone's just yelling, screaming at each other and all that. I'm like, okay, I had enough. I must have watched, I felt like as if I watched at least 30 to 40 minutes. I watched 30 to 40 minutes of this movie. So I checked the time and I was at the 15 minute mark. <laughs> One... <laughs> Five. I'm like, okay, I'm not taking this movie. So I stopped it. And in Disney Plus recommended uh, The Love Bug, the very first uh, Herbie movie. 
And uh, I hit play on that, and there was just a big smile on my face for the next 90 minutes. It's not a good, it's not a good movie, but I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid, and I was just like, oh, yeah, this is it. This has been better. a very long time since I've seen anything Herbie. They're not good. They're not good movies. They're not good, but they're fun. Yeah, you, you watch a, a Volkswagen Beetle just, like, bump into people. And, and, and there's know. still some crazy practical effects that I'm watching. And, like, Disney, I don't know how the heck you did that. Like, there's one part where Herbie skips on the water, like, as if he's a rock. Yeah, I remember And that. it's, I'm waiting for, like, I'm, like, okay, this isn't going to look as good as when I'm a kid, right? I'm going to see, like, the weird green screen and the, you know, just, like, a weird shimmering effect all around. Thing. Nope. It looked like a car skipping on that water. I don't know how they did it. Looks good. Not a miniature, or it might be a miniature superimposed on on the back, but I, it's really hard to rewind and play when you're streaming, you know, to go back and forth. But I did try once, and I looked at it twice, and it looked good. It looked good. That's Solid that track. Disney magic. Before they had CG, they they actually took yeah. a lot of time to get that stuff right. Yeah. You ever see those documentaries? They talk about uh, their animated movies, and they had like the the moving backgrounds, all the different panels, you know, so the trees and stuff are crossing in the distance. Yeah. Crazy technology Layers. that they, yeah. they created. Yeah. Good stuff. What happened to them? Okay. That's it. I'm done. You're done? Yeah. And there's something else on your. Uh, nope. That's yeah. it. No. Star Trek Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Out of here. Yay. Wrap it up. All right. Well, follow Retro Fandango on the Twitter at Retro underscore Fandango. Get a boner with Retro Fandango! Exclamation point. Discord, Discord, Discord. Yay. Those are the words we say at the end of the show. That's right. Check us out on uh, YouTube if you're listening to us on Podbean. Check us out on Podbean if you're watching this on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like and totally different experience each time. Yes. You get to see uh, Richard's face on yep. YouTube. You get to see his headphones dangling behind him, mm -hmm. like decoration. Well, those, those are the backup. You know, I might use these in the summer because these things, these cans, get kind of hot. Get, yeah, get really hot and sweaty. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, I got a treat for our YouTube viewers. You want to oh, see? Oh, here we go. This is this the bonus oh. material? Yeah, bonus material. Look at that. I, I I took that uh, game I've been playing. The um, Tabletop oh, no. game. Okay, I, goodbye, everybody. Look at that. I loaded up two whole binders full of rules. Look at that. Wow. Those look like legit books under there, under covers. Well, yeah, it's really nice. I got the PDF, so I just printed it out myself. Wow. I only did the, the cover and color. Everything else is in black and white. But look, look at all this. Oh, Those are uh, what we call here in Canada duotanks. Look at that. These are, these are expansions. Ooh, see that? There's even more too. Amazing. I'm having fun though. I, I made little uh, terrain pieces. I started making walls for my miniatures to hide behind. So did you start reading that stuff, and you're actually getting the rules down and all that? I am. I mean, my my kids they're still interested in playing, so that's good. We're right. having fun, little by little. You know, I'm always forgetting something, but then the next game is like, oh, I forgot to do that, so. Add another rule every time. That's nice. fun. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to eat it. my raisins now. Sounds good. All right. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to watch Princess Bride. I'm going to try to get started. I got to watch, watch some Conan movies. Oh, me too. Yeah. Next week. That's right. Doing the thing. 
Conan, Conan, Red Sonia. Right. All right. Welcome All right. back, STC Pod. They're back. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Dango.